Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, founder and CEO of the Draft Network, JC Cornell, is back on the show to help us break down the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense as we hit the weekend before week one against the New Orleans Saints. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks Podcast, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use a promo code Locked On, and you will get ten dollars off your next order. I am your host, David Harrison, joined as always by James Yarko. Both of us writers covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers over at BucksNation.com. You can find us on Twitter at dharrison82, at James Yarko underscore Bucks, at Bucks underscore Nation, and at Locked on Bucks. Earlier this week, J.C. Cornell, the founder and CEO of the Draft Network, helped us break down the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive side of the roster. Today, he is back. We're going to discuss the defensive side of the ball and special teams. So without further ado, please welcome back to the show, J.C. Cornell. J.C., let's just jump right into the defense. Let's start again in the trenches. Defensive line, Indomitian Sue, Vita Vea, Will Golston. Obviously, no surprises there. Backups, Khalil Davis, Raheem Nunez, Rochez, Nacho, to all of you out there, and Patrick O'Connor. Looking over at the practice squad, we've got Jeremiah Ledbetter, a returning name. Of course, the Buccaneers Bears, Buccaneers fans, Benning. I can't say your last name. Sorry, bro. But that's what the practice squad looks like. Any surprises up, up there? Obviously, up front, no surprises, right? Once Ndamukong Sue came back, uh, there, were, there weren't going to be any surprises there. Khalil Davis has had some questions around him. So what do you feel about – how do you feel about this defensive line group, the depth, the starting group? Will Golson coming in a little bit uh, transformed in his body. Uh, what, what's the overall feel you get from this defensive front? I, I'm, I'm very excited for it. I'm happy for them. Um, I'm happy for getting all these guys back, especially Sue, um, Vita Vea. St- I mean, it's just a, such, a, such a good run defense, and I can't wait to just bring that back this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this – this front for the Buccaneers, we'll we'll get into the edge rushers here in just a second. But this front stepped up in a huge, huge way. JC, we saw massive growth from year one to year two of Vita Vea just absolutely being a monster lined up next to Indomic and Sue. But let's let's talk a little a little worst case scenario here. And let's say Vita Vea or Indomic and Sue go down. How much confidence should Buccaneers fans have, in your opinion, in the abilities of guys like Patrick O'Connor, uh, Nacho, and Khalil Davis to be able to step up and fill those roles for any amount of time without it torpedoing the ability for this defense to get after the quarterback? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's tough. Um, it, it would be a tough blow to lose any of those starters. Um, you know, Nacho had a great camp, though, so that's good to hear, and and you just got to hope that Khalil Davis, you know, has the, some good potential and some ability if he needs to step in and play. Um, clearly an athletic kid from Nebraska, but, you know, it's just it's a little it's a little scary back there. Uh, you definitely don't want any injuries to happen. No, no. And a lot of people talk about, you know, there's lack of depth here. There's lack of depth here. But, you know, you see a key player go down for any major extended period of time and there's going to be problems. You know, it's going to have a ripple effect on the team. Now, somebody that did miss an extended period of time last year and is locked and loaded, ready to go week one of this year, is Jason Pierre-Paul. JC, we're going to dive into the outside linebackers. Of course, JPP and Shaq Barrett, they they could be the most elite tag team 
outside linebackers in the NFL with the way that they came together the second half of the year, Shaq Barrett leading the NFL in sacks. Behind them, Quentin Bell, Anthony Nelson, and Cam Gill. How do you feel about this outside linebacker group in, in a 4-3 defense for Todd Bowles? <laughs> so normally when I would say a statement that I'm about to make, you, you would laugh and think it's a joke, but I think Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett have a legitimate competition to race for the NFL sack record. I mean, if you watched JPP last year in his limited time, he crushed it, and he had he's made some quotes that, you know, if he played a full season, he would have broke the sack record. Well, Shaq Barrett, um, what, almost 20 sacks, 19 and a half last year? We'll see what happens, but it could be fireworks with them coming off the edge. So you're saying sack record, not sack lead. Oh, I'm saying legitimately JPP and Shaq Barrett could be looking at each other in the locker room with the competition. Who can break the sack record this year, the NFL sack record? And it would be legitimate because we don't have Brett Favre laying down to give it away to somebody, right? <laughs> exactly. uh, I, also Strahan? App- I also appreciate you understanding that I meant 3-4 when I said 4-3. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just ingrained in my brain at this point. Buccaneers, 4-3 defense. My apologies. But, yeah, uh, obviously you knew what I meant when I, when I said 4-3 uh, that I meant 3-4. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think there was 10 years where I was begging for them to switch to a 3-4 because I was watching the rest of these NFL defenses thrive in it. And, you know, it's we, we grew up with Simeon Rice and Greg Spires and all these guys coming off the edge. And I, I'm glad we finally made the transition to 3-4 because, ooh, it's going to be exciting this year. Plenty more to come here on the Locked On Bucks podcast with J.C. Cornell, our guest discussing the defense and special teams for the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But before we move forward with that, we need to discuss another source where you can get plenty of football information and entertainment this season. That is on NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and you can see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from the player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast is also brought to you by CBDMD. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair, everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cool relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off of your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com promo code locked on nfl for 25 percent off of your purchase of superior cbd oil products from cbdmd locked on nfl for 25 percent off at cbdmd.com 
Back here to wrap up the week with J.C. Cornell, the founder and CEO and soon to be dropping today, hopefully, podcast host, newest podcast host joining the Buccaneers podcast community, J.C. Cornell. Anthony Nelson, one of the outside linebackers that a lot of people probably have their eyes on this year, was doing some things, impressed some coaches in the little bit of time that he had last season before he got injured. Unfortunately, had to miss the rest of the year. Coming back this season healthy, I mean, you have to you have to imagine, you know, unofficially, he's that third outside linebacker onto the field in front of Quentin Bell, in front of Cam Gill, outside of maybe special teams, of course. Uh, some people are hot and cold on Anthony Nelson. Some people think that, you know, his ceiling isn't as high as some other people think the ceiling is as high as it could be. Uh, there's some some people comparing him to uh, Carl Nassib, not necessarily an exact play style and body type and all that, but in the role that he's going to have for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kind of the same, similar question to what James asked about the defensive line, J.C., if Anthony Nelson's got to step in for any extended period of time uh, to play, how confident are you that he can go ahead and come in there with the benefit of that defensive front, with the benefit of either Shaq or JPP playing on the other side of him and, and drawing attention? Do you think he can, he can be enough of an impact to keep that pass rush relevant, or do you think the Buccaneers are in trouble if they had to lean on him? No, I think they'll be fine leaning if they need to lean on Anthony Nelson. Jason Light was excited to draft him and where he was falling in the draft when they got him, and I, I do think in his mind with Carl Nassib there drafting Anthony Nelson was the replacement for Nassib knowing they weren't going to be able to um, pay Nassib after he was going to be a free agent. So I think, you know, if there were uh, something to happen with JPP or Shaq Barrett, I think Anthony Nelson can definitely step in and, and do a decent job. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have to agree with you. And then of course, another way that we all expect Todd Bowles to get that pass rush, even working on even another gear this season is by utilizing the inside linebackers, the great Levante David, still rumored to be in contract extension negotiations. Hopefully that works out for him. And then of course, the young stud rap star, Devin White, uh, manning the middle there in depth. We've got Kevin Mincer, special teams captain playing behind them. And then of course, Jack Sitchie, who's been one of my favorites coming out of Wisconsin, coming back from yet another Injury, hopefully he can stay healthy, contribute to the team a little bit. What do you think about Devin White, Levante, David, JC? One of the hottest takes heard on this show during the preseason was Buccaneers.com staff writer Carmen Vitale, who called Todd Bowles' 2019 defense vanilla compared to what she's seen so far already from the 2020 practice tape. What do you think about that comment? How do you feel about Devin White, Levante getting mixed in to that uh, pass rush? And then Kevin Mincer, special teams captain, what does he bring to that group and, and what kind of leadership do you see in him? Uh, well, I definitely agree with Carmen. You know that Todd Bowles, Devin White needed to get in the NFL as a rookie, learn learn the defense and get comfortable. Well, he's get, he's comfortable and he's ready to get sent on blitzes and he's ready to get after the quarterback. Um, you know, there's been talk. Peter Schrager picked uh, Devin White to be the defensive player of the year this year in the NFL. And I said after Brady signed, this is huge for guys like Levante David and Devin White to get put on this national spotlight to really show how good they are. Levante's deserved this for a long time and I'm so happy for him um, but I really think Devin White is going to just absolutely take over and and I'm excited to have him as a captain and I'm pumped to watch him in this defense um, with Kevin Minter I think you know he's such a solid backup leadership's there he's from LSU Devin loves him you know we love our LSU guys and he's just a quality quality backup depth guy that can come in and play when he needs to in case of injury and that's another guy just like Anthony Nelson where you're not in, in my eyes you're not going to be worried if he has to play some starting snaps but uh, I couldn't be more excited about these middle linebackers and inside linebackers it's just going to be so much fun to watch speaking of you know Devin White Levante David look this is a team that has Indomitian Sue 
Super Bowl experience. Jason Pierre-Paul, Super Bowl champion. Shaq Barrett, Super Bowl champion, reigning NFL sack leader. Levante David being named a captain should come as absolutely no surprise to anybody. What does it say to you about Devin White that he was chosen over guys like Sue, like Jason Pierre-Paul, like Shaq Barrett, to be named a team captain in just his second year in the NFL? Guys, the Devin White talk between us dates back to when we were thinking about drafting Devin White. Um, I remember, you know, the fan base was split. A lot of them hated the idea of drafting a linebacker at five. And, you know, I was very strong in the draft Devin White camp. I, I love the kid coming out of LSU. He's just so much passion and leadership and athletic ability. And, and let me tell you something. When I when they drafted him number five, I already knew he was the captain of the defense. And that's nothing against Levante David, but I just knew the potential of the guy and I knew this was going to happen. And it's going to be so fun to watch him really turn into a top five middle linebacker. And in my eyes, I think he's going to be the best middle linebacker in the NFL. Love to hear that. And yeah, I mean, David and I were right there on the on the Devin White hype train going back to our uh, our trip to Indianapolis and the scouting combine and even a little bit before that, we started looking at Devin White. Moving over to the corners, this is a group, Jekyll and Hyde last year. Beginning of the year, they were just an absolute sieve. Vernon Hargraves gets shipped out of town. This group comes together and becomes one of the best shutdown, lockdown groups in the NFL, we're talking Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, Ryan Smith, Parnell Motley. Still have Mazzy Wilkins on the practice squad. Love that. Saw that he's one of their protected guys on the practice squad. How do you see this, this cornerback group? We'll get to the safeties in a moment. How do you see them coming out in 2020? Is it going to be more of second half of 2019? And this is something that, that I asked uh, – I think it was Scott Smith last week, or do you see them returning more to kind of the median and almost being in between how they started and how they finished in 2019? Yeah. I mean, we're going to see, they, they finished so hot. I think it's hard to put those expectations right out the gate for them. But I mean, if you see the pictures of these guys and see them at training camp, I mean, they've put in the work. Sean Murphy bunting looks amazing i mean he put so much work into his body he's he looks like he's ready to be a cornerback one in this league and i think he has the potential to be so um with carlton davis i've always had issues with how handsy he gets with the penalties i think that just comes with the lack of speed and sometimes he gets too handsy and and that's where jamel dean i think is in my eyes could be a more effective cornerback than Carlton Davis, even though they're they're both great because uh, Dean has the speed on Davis. So if you saw the depth chart, obviously they put uh, Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis as the starters. I'd imagine, you know, Murphy Bunting moves into the slot with Dean and uh, Davis on the boundaries. And I think it's a solid group. And, you know, they're definitely not the 32nd ranked cornerbacks in the NFL, as we saw uh, NFL Network put out. Uh, what a joke that was. And, you know, that's fine with me. Fuel the fire. Get those guys hungry. Um, if you're at all following Sean Murphy Bunting on social media, you see how fired up he is for this season. And, and he's definitely not scared to be great. He's not he's not shying away of the big stage. He's excited. So uh, I can't wait to see what they do. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. Sean, Carlton, Jamel, all locked and loaded, ready to fire off for week one of the NFL season. Ryan Smith, ready to come back in his role as, as one of the one of the best special teams contributors in the National Football League. And then Parnell Motley. I mean, I think I don't know. I don't know anybody who didn't predict predict Parnell Motley to make the 53 man roster as soon as he got picked up as an undrafted free agent rookie. So to see him deliver on that potential uh, is outstanding, of course, and hopefully he's healthy enough to get get on the field in whatever capacity he can in week one. Obviously, we don't want to see him play too many snaps, right? Because that means that one of those main guys is down. But a lot of guys, we expect to see a lot of snaps in 2020, JC. The safety group, Jordan Whitehead, one of my personal favorites. Looking forward to hopefully seeing him get a, lot, get a, a little bit of a boost in the credit that I think he deserves. Not an all-pro guy by any means but does a lot of dirty work, does a lot of consistent things for the Buccaneers defense. I don't think people appreciate quite enough. Antoine Winfield Jr., second-round draft pick. Uh, he appeared on Buccaneers.com talking about some of his rookie goals, being the defensive rookie of the year. And in that video, he said, but first he's got to go out there and eventually is the word that he used. And I, I've, I've emphasized that heavily on BucksNation.com is eventually go out and earn the starting job. No OTAs, no rookie minicamp, no preseason games to go out there and put it against other teammates or other, other teams, yet he has done enough already to convince his coaching staff that above Andrew Adams, above Mike Edwards, he deserves to be a starting safety opposite of Jordan Whitehead. How impressed are you already of Antoine Winfield Jr.? Obviously, he's got to go out there and prove it on the real game field. We got that. But already, just what he's been able to do in such a short period of time, how impressed are you with that? And how do you like the combo of Antoine Winfield Jr. and Jordan Whitehead? I'm just so impressed with Winfield. I mean, the kid already looks like he's a veteran in the NFL, and that has a lot to do with the fact of just following his dad's career around and his dad was a great pro, but I mean, he's just, he's ready to go and he's a ball hawk. Um, he's a, you know, they, you've heard the comparisons to Tyron Matthew and Buda Baker and, and sure enough, you know, Bowles gets another similar kind of safety. And uh, I think he's going to ball out, you know, he's a small kid, five, eight, but he's a ball hawk and he'll make, he's a playmaker. And, you know, you don't have a two, sh- you don't have a shabby uh, backup for him either in Mike Edwards. So, uh, Mike Edwards had a good camp. He picked Brady off a couple times. You know, there's there's depth at safety. And with Whitehead, you know, I think, um, as you said, like, you know, a lot of people don't give him a lot of credit. I think so much of this fan base was so disappointed about missing out on Derwin James um, when we took Vita Vea. And clearly, you know, with all the injuries of Derwin James, we made the right choice. Jason Light made the right choice. And, and I think Whitehead, you know, he's such a physical guy. I think he's a great player. I think he's a deserving starter, and I think he'll, he'll, he'll play well this year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I've been pounding the table for Jordan Whitehead all offseason. I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully him proving me right. Um, last unit we're going to cover before we get to a few more predictions, JC, is, of course, special teams group. Bradley Pinion uh, is, is the punter. Ryan Suckup coming in. We want to get your take on what happened with Matt Gay and kind of how that whole thing transpired. Uh, Zach Triner coming back as a long snapper. Jaden Mickens getting the return duties. Punt, punt returns and kick returns. Scotty Miller is, is second guy in line for punt returns. Antoine Winfield Jr. second line for kick returns. Not something I necessarily predicted. Um, how do you feel, first of all, about Matt Gay? Like a lot of people kind of look at this and say the writing was kind of on the wall, especially after the debacle and meltdown against Atlanta. I mean, coming into that Atlanta game, his numbers were respectable, especially for a rookie kicker first season. You could you could see the team kind of being, okay, we'll, we'll move on with you, Rook. We'll give you a second season. After that Falcons game, his numbers just plummeted through the basement. Uh, almost like the the Buccaneers kind of came in almost knowing they were going to move on from him. I don't know if you got that feeling as well. How do you feel about Ryan Suckup coming in? I mean, is this going to be finally the answer to the kicking problems? And then looking at their return teams, Jaden Mickens uh, getting both jobs. How do you feel about him coming into the uh, the regular season? 
Yeah, so when it comes to Matt Gay, I mean, if you can't consistently make extra points and 35-yard field goals, you're just you're not going to be on a team and you're not going to be on an active roster and you're definitely not going to be on an active roster if you're starting quarterbacks Tom Brady. Um, so I, I just think that was I, – I liked the kid. I was, I was hoping for him to be successful. Um, I liked the potential he, he could kick the ball so far. I mean, he was make, could make like 70-yard field goals on his like Instagram and stuff. But, you know, I think with Suckup, he comes in and he's he was injured last year, but he's what he's known for and what he set an NFL record for was most consecutive kicks made inside 45 yards. And I believe it was like 56 consecutive or something like that. The guy's consistent, and that's what we need to win games. And, you know, maybe he's not going to be able to make like the 55-yard, 52-yard field goals, but if he's consistent inside 45 and can make extra points, that's exactly what we need. Um, With Mickens at returner, I think he brings some excitement back there, Um, and hopefully he can break one or two. That would be fun to see. Um, I definitely think Scotty Miller has the potential to field some punts, and we'll see what happens back there. But overall with the special teams group um i think you know obviously there's still a question mark because we haven't seen suck up make a kick yet but hopefully he's the answer for us uh moving forward all right guys don't go away because we're going to wrap up this episode heading into the weekend here at the locked on bucks podcast with jc cornell continuing to break down the defense and special teams of the 2020 tampa bay buccaneers back now to close out the week David Harrison and James Jarko of BucksNation.com joined, of course, by J.C. Cornell, founder and CEO of the Draft Network. All right, J.C., we're going to wrap things up kind of the same way we did with the offense. We're going to go back to that predictions vault that we had over at BucksNation.com. Not going to make you go through all the defensive ones. I could probably answer almost all of them for you just based on our conversation about the defense. But one that intrigues me here is your thoughts on a particular over-under that Evan Winter set, and that is Jamel Dean over under three and a half interceptions. I'm going to go under. I think he gets like three picks. Oh, wow. I like it. I like now I took the over. I personally, and this is my kind of my bold prediction, I could see Jamel Dean emerging as the Bucks' top corner on this team. And so I, I said that I think Jamel Dean could come away with six interceptions this year. Just, just my thoughts, but I absolutely you know, uh, see where you're coming from and, and agree that, yeah, I could, I could certainly say you know, Jamel Dean could come away with three picks and, and, again, have a great season with his pass, his defense, but I'm a big Jamel Dean guy. I, I think, David, is it safe to say I'm the official Jamel Dean guy of the pod, or, or are you right there with me? I mean, I love Jamel Dean, too, but I think you're a little higher on him than I am, but that doesn't mean I'm not high on him. I just think you're a little bit higher. <laughs> I think Dean, Dean's just got everything you want for a shutdown corner. He's tall, he's lanky, and he's fast. I mean, he's mm-hmm. very fast. And I, with him, it's the injuries. So, I mean, if he stays healthy, there's no reason why he's not a shutdown. Yeah, definitely a, uh, a strong secondary group for the Buccaneers if, if, they can all stay healthy. Need your final win-loss record prediction for the Buccaneers. <laughs> all right. So I put this out last night. It's kind of aggressive. but So I'm going to go between, let's see, I'm going to 14 and 2. 
Oh, uh, David, I got someone up on the hill with me. Dude, James has been the highest win loss record prediction <laughs> I've seen so far, which is 13 and three until UJC 14 and two. I was so I was gonna say 13 and three, but last night, um, who was it? A PFF Twitter guy put out like, give me your most outrageous uh prediction that actually you're half confident in. And I said Bucks going 14 and two. Nice. So hey. Why not? Let's just do it. I dig it. Do you have two teams in mind that they're going to lose to, or are you just saying it's kind of like you know a war of attrition? It's just kind of bound to happen. I mean, I just feel like they could lose to the Chiefs. Who knows? Yeah, it could happen to anyone. I think the Chiefs are a big question mark. You know what I mean? That's going to be a, a amazing game to watch. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun trying to see that defense bottle up Pat Mahomes, Tyree Kills, Clyde Edwards, Alaire with some professional experience behind them coming into that game. I mean, that's that's going to be a game for the ages. It. I will be- say. I think. I think we. We stomp on the Saints this Sunday. Ooh, that's bold. I'm just looking forward to having leads and letting Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones just run the clock all, all the second half. Oh, yeah, just let them eat all let day. Eat. So, JC, I got one more crazy future prediction that you can't possibly be expected to make accurately. What is it? What are the chances? Let's do a, let's do a percentage here. What are, what's the percentage chance that starting in 2022, we begin – the 10-year war between Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Josh Rosen and New Orleans Saints quarterback Jameis Winston. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Oh, but, oh Jameis is wearing two. Um, I, hey, that would be fun because, listen, all jokes aside, I could see uh, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre thing happening here with Josh Rosen and Tom Brady. I mean, like James said, this kid's two months younger than Joe Burrow. All right? So – Let's not run him out of town before he's even been signed to the active roster. But that would be fun, watching Jameis and Josh Rosen sling it against each other. And you know a lot of the stands out there would be uh, pissed off if we're losing to them. (laughs) All right. Well, JC, thank you again so much. Uh, For those that may have forgotten, where can they check out everything that you are doing? You can find me at Cornell NFL on Twitter. Uh, always go check out the draft network um, and please look out for my brand new podcast launching this week with Paige Demacos. Yeah, we will, uh, we will certainly keep an eye out for that and, and retweet it and, and share it as much as we can to get the word out. Not that you guys have a problem getting the word out with, with such a massive following there at the draft network, but you guys earned it, man. Incredible work over there. Always great to see more and more new stuff coming out from all of you guys over there. So really excited for that podcast dropping. Cannot wait to add it to uh, to my subscriptions. Please check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore nation stay safe stay healthy wash your hands be good to each other and we thank you so much for joining us right here at locked on bucks